Hundred episodes. I mean, it's been uh, an, an incredible time uh, doing this, Zach. I mean, this is awesome. Turn me up, teammate. What, what's up, Bo? Welcome in, Tyler. What's up? What's up, man? I see AD in there, man. A lot of a lot of guys who've been faithful to the show, hunted gang. Yeah, we appreciate all you guys coming in here uh, faithfully, like you always do. Um, we're really excited uh, about uh ta and and where it has taken us and what it's done uh but real quick guys i, I mean we put ourselves aside uh zach and i i mean we set ourselves aside uh, this is this is no no, no applaud to us no uh glory to our name uh this is all to the glory of god's name um if you know you know uh, me and Zach are, are very open about our faith. Uh, we, we, we truly believe that Christ is uh, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Um, and um, so we do none of this to the glory of our own name. Uh, this is the, to the glory of his name. Um, and, and we really appreciate all you guys and all the support you give us. Um, we, we just hope that a little bit of this uh, can be uh, a, a light into your life uh, in some way. <laughs> um, you know, we, we escape in so many different things in life, Zach. I, I mean, we, we, we can sure. so easily escape into LSU sports. We can escape into social media and podcast and, and pour our lives into so many things, but really it, it amounts to absolutely nothing without Jesus Christ. And, and so we do all this to the glory of his name. Uh, but we do thank y'all, uh, for y'all, your continued support, uh, it's been amazing, Zach. Any thoughts? Yeah, I mean, we just got to thank everybody. Got to thank um, all the guests that we've we've had on, which, of course, tonight we're uh, excited to get to have uh, Matthew Muso on from uh, ESPN 104.5, and we'll begin to talk LSU baseball here shortly with him. Um, super excited uh, for that. We, we thank you just for, for everybody that's uh, supported us on, on all the social media platforms. I know Twitter has uh, really been w- really good to us, and so – Appreciate all the people uh, on there and appreciate our loyal supporters that are in here every night. You know, uh, when we started it like over a year ago, it was like, you know, maybe one or two viewers. And now, you know, uh, you know we're averaging a little over some viewers, uh, you know, with our shows and, and all the platforms, which is, which is awesome, which is awesome. So thank you to everybody that has uh, supported us. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, uh, 100 episodes. It's been amazing. And, and so there's a lot to talk about here in this 100th episode. Uh, I mean, there's a lot going on in, in the world of LSU sports. Um, before we really dive into our main topics tonight, Zach, Matthew, um, some controversy. I mean, big time controversy in the boot pertaining to basketball. Um, the debacle that has been this Will Wade situation that, that now finally seems to be, I don't know, somewhat coming to a close. Um, but we'll see, I guess. So, guys, obviously, Matt McMahon has been an- announced uh, as the McNeese State new head coach. I mean, I mean Will Wade. What did I say, Matt McMahon? Will Wade, excuse me. Will Wade has been announced as the McNeese State new head coach. I mean, it just feels really, 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 really weird that Will Wade is now right down the road. Um, I I mean, I honestly would have loved to see him go anywhere, anywhere except an SEC school or a school within the state of Louisiana. And not only is he within the state of Louisiana, he's not very far away at all. And so it just is weird. To me, guys, it's weird. Uh, Matthew, what is your thoughts on on this whole situation? Uh, I think we just move. I mean, I'm ready to move forward in all honesty. But what's your thoughts on how this has transpired? Um odd i mean seeing him up there with the you know the mcneese in behind him today with the press conference it's it's definitely odd uh I'd rather him there than Ole miss or anywhere else in the league i mean i know Ole miss yeah, true. Beer, true. but true. that was that was one of the rumors there right i mean look it's the the part that stinks about him being down the road is looking down the road and be like hey there's there's your old coach uh, but he can't hurt you there, so that's true. I guess exactly. a good thing. Yeah, he has awesome success. I mean, it, do you wish it ended better here? Of course. I mean, and that's not a shot at Matt McMahon either, right? I mean, yeah. Matt McMahon was dealt a really tough hand. He's he's going to do some work this offseason with the transfer portal. They're going to get the thing going back in the right direction. He's a good basketball coach. It's no just doubt. it's one of those things where. You always are going to look at it on a, as a what if at LSU, as crazy mm-hmm. as that sounds, because you did win an SEC championship, right? You went to a Sweet 16, and you, yep. you saw a little bit of what it could be, but you didn't see the entire thing. Yeah. And now he is, you know, an hour, two hours down the road. Uh, but man, he had a lot of success there, and I hope Matt McMahon <laughs> has a lot of success. It's just it puts a little bit more pressure on Matt McMahon, right? You can't out. No it's going to be like, oh, you know, well, Will Wade's right down there, and he's doing pretty okay in the Southland. <laughs> no doubt. Zach, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I have to agree with Matt, but also, you know, I, I think there's just like too much going on around Twitter, you know, with with this whole situation. And I gotta be honest, like oh, the just, Twitter like, just move on, honestly. <laughs> like <laughs> like we got Matt McMahon. Obviously, what happened what is what, what is what happened. Now he's at me niece. I understand why there's some frustration there. Um, and, and especially with him being down the road. But for me, in all honesty, I'm just ready to move on and support the Tigers. I'm not a McNeese fan. I'm an LSU fan, right? So yeah. I'm going to support who the coach is for the LSU Tigers. I'm going to support who is on the team for the LSU Tigers. I could care less what McNeese is doing down the road. 
It's true. True. So I, just so we can address it, since I, I feel like people are going to maybe possibly ask, Musso, was he taking a shot at LSU in his press conference? You know, he – he, he said, oh, this is going to be immediately, like, we're this is not going to be no rebuild, you know, whatever it may be, you know, this is going to be immediate, and we're here, and it, like, was this coach speak, or was it a shot, or was it a little bit of both? Uh, I don't know if it was a shot. I don't know if I'm willing to say a shot. It, it may be thinly veiled. I don't, I don't think sure, it was, sure. uh, I don't think it was meant to be malicious by any mm-hmm. Stretch, but I mean, uh, I will. I, I honestly, what I think it was is Will just kind of knows what he could do. I mean, Will yeah. take over the best situation at LSU, and he turns around and got it to the NIT in year one. I, I think yeah. it's more of just that's his mentality, that's his attitude, and he says what's on his mind. He always has, and that's one of the reasons everybody here loved him so much. Yeah, yeah, I gotta agree. I, I really didn't view it as as some people on Twitter are kind of spinning it as. Uh, he's taking a shot at Matt McMahon. I really don't think that Will Wade is that kind of guy. Like, I, I think the spin on it, uh, guys, everybody in the world of college sports do, does what Will Wade did. He he just got caught. Um, it, it doesn't make him some deceitful, malicious guy, some horrible human being. And I've been seeing a little bit of that. Uh, you know, oh, he's taking a shot at Matt McMahon because of his first year was rough and whatever, whatever. Like. What he did is nothing new uh, at LSU. I mean, everybody, I mean, everybody does it, and it's not um, unique to college basketball. Um, so I, I think for the history uh, of what has happened, from here on out, everybody, kind of like you said, Musso, will always be looking down the road and comparing and contrasting and making comments and it will happen forever. It's like the Billy Napier, Brian Kelly thing. It will always be like, you know, how is it going to pan out? That's how I feel like the situation is going to be. But let's not make it more than it needs to be. Or, or even when Nick Saban came back into the conference, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah absolutely. It was yeah. always uh, less Nick right down the road type deal. It's comparison. That seemed to work out pretty okay for LSU uh, for the majority of the time there. They got, you know, national championships in that time and yeah. play for another. We don't really have to revisit that one, but I mean, you know, you still <laughs> had your, your, you had your success is the point. Yeah, absolutely. All right, guys, enough of the, the Will Wade mess. I'm tired of it. Uh, I, know, I just know we needed to address it because somebody was going to say something about it. Um, I, I'm, I'm more interested in talking about this baseball team who is uh, far and wide. Uh, I, I think, the most talented team we've seen probably since 2017. I think it's more talented than 2017 um, in, in terms of the players that you have that in draft uh, prospects. I, I think they're more talented. Um, and, I, I mean, we're, we're watching something that can be very special, guys. And it was on full display this weekend with a, a sweep of Samford, and you swept them all by – the run rule. I mean, it was a great weekend pitching. It was a great weekend at the plate. Zach, what, what are your initial thoughts here coming off the weekend at, with, with such big success? Well, I, I, I'm sure I'm sure Matthew hit on this, but I, I talked about this on uh, the pod with uh, Chris Demui on his pod, 
And, you know, he does a get right, stay right. And I, I think yeah. somebody that needed to get right was Bear Jones. And, boy, did he ever get right. <laughs> um, dang near hit three home runs on Friday night. Friday night. Did. Uh, did. Yeah, I mean, pretty much did. <laughs> did. Pretty much did hit three home runs on Friday night. What was it, two on Saturday? Um, and I don't think I don't think he had one on Sunday, but I mean, pretty much five home runs on the weekend. Like, and you know, for LSU fans, I think that was really, really big. Um, especially heading to SEC play because I think, you know, heading to SEC play, there were some question marks surrounding, you know, Bear Jones, Cade Beloso, Braden Joe Bear, um, Ethan Frey, maybe in there, you know, like who's gonna be our DH, who's gonna be that guy. Um, you know, because Bear had struggled mightily with the strikeouts. And so, like, what's going to happen going into SEC play? Who's going to kind of take over? And Bear Jones made a massive, massive statement this weekend. I think that overall was my biggest takeaway from this weekend, outside of them just being completely dominant in basically every facet of the game. Yeah, Musa, what are your, what are your thoughts coming off this weekend? Yeah, I mean, just from like a, a big picture, ten thousand foot view is is just they were flawless. I mean, the dominance that it was, I, I would argue it it is it was more dominant against Samford than it was in the four game weekend against Central Connecticut State and Butler. And I think yeah. going into this past weekend, if you would have said they're going to be more dominant than that, a lot of people would have looked at you cross-eyed or said, "Man, how bad is Samford?" And the fact <laughs> is, Samford's better than both of those teams. They're not yeah, they much better than both those teams, but they are better than both of those teams. And you scored 36 runs over three games. You run-ruled them all three times. You gave up two runs on five hits across two games, and you committed one error across three games. It was dominant in every phase of the game. You saw the power. You saw them manufacture runs. I mean, they were a dribbler up the third baseline away from throwing a no-hitter on Saturday. They yeah. were just dominant in every single phase of the game and dismantled a inferior opponent. And – I'm sure we'll get into schedule and pre-conference and all of that because I know people love to talk about it. But when you do that to somebody, it does not matter who you're playing. That's yeah. the expectation everybody had coming into this season for this team, and they met those expectations this weekend in right. a dominant, dominant performance in route to 10 straight wins. Yeah, there's and there's no question about that. I, I mean, I, I have begun to see the the – you know, level of opponent conversation. Guys, I mean, you, you go through this every year, though. Like, like this is the level yeah. of competition that you play in non-conference practically every single year, and it's not been this dominant. It, it just has not been. Okay. Um, I'm thinking of two years ago with Paul Maneri, you know, our bullpen, it was like your, your starters were solid, and you get the bullpen, it would fall apart. And, you know, you would have to have like a – a late game home run against uh, UTSA uh, by Gavin Dugas to win the game. You know, like it, UTSA, Samford, you know, like same level of opponent. But, guys, the dominance is very clear. I mean, regardless of the opponent, Paul Skeens, Ty Floyd, Thatcher Hurd, I mean, that stuff's going to pitch, and it's going to pitch well in SEC play. Will it be as overwhelming in SEC play? Maybe not. I still think it's dominant in SEC play. I, I still think it definitely gets the job done. Um, and, and the bats, I, I think, are, are going to be right behind them, the pitching. Um, so, guys, just a little bit uh, about 
the players individually here. I mean, we got to mention a few players. Um, the the weekly honors have been uh, released today. Thatcher Hurd and Bear Jones gets pitcher of the week, um, and Bear Jones gets freshman of the week, and then Thatcher and Tommy White were collegiate baseball players of the week as well. I, I mean, guys, there has not been one single week passed by that LSU has not had a pitcher is SEC Pitcher of the Week. Um, I, I mean, been absolutely incredible. Uh, really glad to see uh, Hurd make his way into the rotation here as we're we're headed towards SEC play this weekend, going to College Station. Um, two things here now, two, two players that I want to mention, freshmen, um, that we've seen kind of similar things happen with, Bear Jones and Paxton Clean. Paxton Clean comes you know kind of in the start of the season he's he's in the lineup as a starter uh high high expectations i mean he's the i mean he's the highest rated player to make it to a college campus and he really kind of struggled at the beginning of the season and he kind of takes a rest he sits a few games and i, I think it, on on saturday I, I don't know as of i know sunday he had three hits but i don't remember how many at bats he had but as of Saturday, he was like 12 of 17. And so you had three more hits that 15 of however many at-bats he took on Sunday. I mean, he's one of the hottest hitters in all of, of college baseball with Bear Jones right behind him, who had a he had a three-run home run night on, on Friday. It was very – I don't know how they missed that. Uh, and how do you review it and still call it not? Anyways, why do we have review in baseball if it's never going to be right? But – Anyways, he hits three home runs. He he uh, on Friday night. He ends up hitting four in a row, leading into the next game on Saturday. Uh, absolutely crushing the ball. Same thing with him. He had he had struck out over half the time he had come to the plate. Eighteen of thirty-five times he had struck out, and Beloso had the hot hand. They they play him for two games. He does well. You, you give Bear Jones some time to watch the game, be able to slow it down a little bit. You bring him back in after a little rest, and, and both of them have responded in an incredible way to kind of being put on the shelf for a few games. <coughs> Excuse me, guys. So, Zach, I mean, what kind of impact has, has those two guys coming back in the lineup had and looking forward now to SEC play? How, how crucial is that? Oh, I mean, it's definitely crucial. Uh, I mean, right field, the the other field, uh, outfield position, you know, was one of the biggest question marks going in the season. And obviously a lot of people speculated that Kling would would take that, and he he definitely has. And so to kind of shore that up before SEC play, I think, is massive. Uh, Bear Jones getting hot also before SEC play, as I mentioned earlier, uh, also big. So I want to see how they look, obviously, against SEC pitching. You know, they're still young guys. They're still going to make mistakes. There's still going to be a lot of swing and miss, you know, there. But I fully expect those guys, um, you know, to be in the lineup and be, you know, the the usual suspects there, uh, especially all throughout SEC play. Musso, what what is the impact of these freshmen uh, in this freshman class? Maybe not just specifically Kling and Jones, but the impact of this class on this team. 
Yeah, there's a lot of them who you look at and you're like, why are why are you on a college campus? Uh, it's <laughs> yeah. just about it. And that, that's what happens though, when you get 75% of the number one ranked class in the country to campus. That doesn't happen Insane. very often. And it, and it happened. Uh, I, we talked specifically about those two. I mean, Paxton Kling, uh, you mentioned the slow start to the season. It was like that in the preseason too. I mean, going out to the mm-hmm. scrimmages, he just he just wasn't in the ball. I mean, he, it yeah. was he just he, he was an out. I mean, there, there's no way around it. Now you knew the potential because of you know the height he came in with the fall that he had was incredible. I mean, he led the team in home runs. He was tied with Dylan Cruz for the lead in home runs in the fall. Wow. So I mean, you yeah. knew it was there. You just had to. He had to acclimate himself to college baseball. Zach said it. He's still young. I mean, he's he's say 18, 18, 19 years old trying right. to play college, Division One college baseball. It's it's an adjustment. Jay Johnson always likes to say it's the biggest jump they'll make in their careers when it pertains to baseball. It's from high no school doubt. into college. So it was only going to be a matter of time. I'll say something else. The offense is impressive, but the right field he's played has been very, very good. He has made yes. some great diving catches. He's made some great plays on balls hit right at him where he's, had, where he's had to track back towards the wall, which is a very difficult play to make. He's yeah. been a big difference maker in two different spots in the lineup for you, too. Hitting in the eight hole is one thing, but now they've moved him up to the leadoff spot, which is somewhere I, I know Jay Johnson wants him to be because of the speed factor, because of also he can change the game with, with one swing to start you know, in the first inning. Uh, so that's been massive, and he's going to continue to be a huge part. And him being in that leadoff spot's big because he's going to continue to see pitches because you have Trey Morgan and Dylan Cruz and Tommy White behind him. It's pick your poison right off, you know, right from jump. With Jared Jones, I think one thing that really helped him as well was the move down to number seven in the lineup. He's going to see more fastballs there. Yeah. It's when you talk about going from college or from, excuse me, from high school to college, the breaking ball is always interesting. Now, what was great to see was on Saturday. I can't remember what home run it was. The kid hit too many of them. One of the home <laughs> runs on Saturday, he hit a breaking ball out of the park to the opposite yeah, field, yeah, which is fantastic to see. So, I mean, I think that's even more so kind of what you're looking for with him is just in the middle of the season, being able to make that adjustment. To, to a pitch that was giving him problems when you said it. He struck out more than half the time he was up there. And they were just – they were – you know, the book was kind of out there flipping breaking balls. He wasn't seeing fastballs no. at all. Getting him down in the lineup, that's going to force them to throw him more, and it's going to – it's going to obviously maximize his opportunities. And if you've got a six-foot-five mountain of a man hitting 470-foot home runs in your seven-hole, <laughs> that's going to go okay the majority yeah. of the year for you. No, no doubt. No doubt about it. And, and you know, um, <coughs> um, sorry, I just lost my train of thought, but you're, you're absolutely right. I, I mean, oh, that's what I was about to say. You're talking about hitting them the other, other way. Guys, it feels like everybody's hitting them the other I way. I, I mean, the power to all fields is incredible. I, Dylan Cruz and Tommy White has hit yeah. all of their home runs the other way. I, wow. I know that I know that his grand slam, Tommy's grand slam, went – uh, to center field, but it went uh, right to center. kind of to the right opposite <laughs> of center field. I, I mean, that is that has been one of the most impressive things to me because if you're hitting an opposite field that many times out, like I mean, eventually we're going to start seeing some balls be pulled out too. I mean, it just speaks to the incredible power that this lineup has. I mean, it's been it's been phenomenal. I, I know Jared has hit more more to the pool side. Then he has opposite field, but he's shown us he can go opposite field. Uh, but I mean, good grief! 
Uh, Dylan Cruz is playing a different game. Guys, he is he is batting right now. His batting average right now is 510. Yeah, it's insane. I, I mean, <laughs> he is batting over. He is hitting the ball more than half the time when he comes to the plate. I mean, it's just like it, we're, we're talking like Ray Frimes. You know, we were elated back in like 2014 when Ray Frimes was here batting four. I don't remember what it was, like 460 around there, and he hovered around there all throughout SEC play. I'm really interested to see, you know, how long Dylan can keep it up um, at 510. I, I don't expect him to stay in five, you know, like above 500, obviously, when we go into SEC play. But I'd love to see how high he keeps it going into SEC play. Um, really exciting. Uh, so we got to talk about the pitching. We got to talk about the pitching, guys. Um, the biggest thing last year to this year, obviously pitching. Yeah, guys, we – I mean, the offense helps that you run ruled. But you use very minimal pitching this year – or this weekend, excuse me. Um, and there was more arms you could have, you know, ex- used if you needed to, more guys that you're going to depend on. We didn't even see Christian Little. I mean, we didn't see Christian Little at all this weekend. Maybe, maybe he gets to start on Tuesday – uh, we'll see, but I mean, Musso, how 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 big is the the depth of this pitching, uh, the starting pitching, and and the growth of the bullpen from this year to last year? I mean, it, it's huge, right? No, it's the biggest. You said it. It's it's the biggest difference. It's the biggest change in the team. And if LSU ends up as special as many think they can, it will be because yeah. of the pitching. Like yeah. that. That is the reason it will happen. It. it the biggest takeaway, the thing I was most impressed with this weekend was the pitching, and they hit 10 home runs. But I know they're <laughs> going to hit. They're going to hit the ball. Like I, yeah. I just expect them to do that. Uh, to see Ty Floyd be as dominant as he was yet again, to see Thatcher Hurd continue to just work and work and get better and gain more experience and continue to be strong, which is important coming off of, of a back injury, that's wow. huge. Paul Skeens, is it fair? I mean, it's kind of crazy to say he's exceeded expectations, but He's exceeded expectations a little bit. The guy gave up an earned run Friday night, and his ERA didn't cross 1.0. Like that's how dominant he's been. That he gave up a run, and his ERA stayed below one. Yeah, that's, that's elite. So that's been great. I, the bullpen. I mean, you could say, are there a few questions? Maybe because you haven't played a lot of games. I mean, look, seven inning games suck. They're stupid. I hate them a lot. If, if anyone <laughs> listen to the podcast or. I, you know I hate seven-inning games. I think they're stupid, and I, I hate the run rule. I think it's dumb. But I think you have seen a lot, though. Like, is anyone really going to sit right here listening or, or watching the game and say, man, can't bring Nate Ackenhausen in. Haven't seen enough from that guy to have faith, right? So, I mean, like, or Christian Little, you, you've seen a, a lot still. And the depth is a word that you you said, Reagan, that's that's really true, man. The, the depth of this staff. Jay Johnson went out. He knew. I just think back to the post-game press conference from Hattiesburg last year where he said it came down there yep. infinitely, infinitely better than us on the mound. Yep. Nobody this year is infinitely better than LSU. Tennessee's pretty good. They might be better than LSU on the mound, but it ain't infinitely better than LSU on the mound. Nobody is. No, no doubt. Yeah, you're, you're right. And, you, you know, you mentioned some of those guys that are in the pen. And I, I want to kind of ask you about that, Muse. Uh, so, obviously, Christian Little and Nate Agenhausen, like, they've been phenomenal. 
what, and in your opinion, what are some other guys? Uh, and I know there's been some questions around Chase Shores, like, what do you do with Chase Shores now? Um, and I'll, I'll say a guy that I've been really high on is Garrett Edwards. But who are some other guys in this pen? Because we know, you know, once we get into conference play, and especially whenever we get into the postseason, like the bullpen is going to have to play a massive role. Mm-hmm. So outside of Christian Little, who looks like he's primed to become the closer, and Nate Ackenhausen, who are some other guys that you think LSU is kind of priming for this SEC run and potential postseason run? Well, you mentioned the first guy I was going to mention. It's Garrett Edwards. Yeah. Um, Garrett Edwards is one of the most perfect examples of of Wes Johnson's impact already, where you look at a guy in Garrett Edwards who, as a freshman, I think because it just didn't go – he got dismissed so quickly after last year when the guy had injuries and, and he was pitching with a brace on his leg. That's never yeah. going to go well. Garrett Edwards yeah. was awesome as a freshman. He led he the was. team in appearances. Like he, he led the team in appearances as a true freshman in the SEC. That kid can pitch in this league, and now they've got him up to 96 miles per hour with a sharper Dude. slider. Like, and he, uh, The thing that makes him so effective, he, pound, he just pounds the zone, which is what you want from someone coming out of the bullpen. You can't come in and walk, guys. You got to come in and throw strikes. He does that. As soon as I saw him, really, saw him a little bit in the fall, wasn't great. Saw him in the spring, and it was much better. And I was like, okay, that's the Garrett Edwards that can make an impact. And again, now you got the uptick in velocity. Another six four guy throwing ninety five plus. All right, yeah, that guy can that guy can play in this league, and he's proven yeah. that. And they've brought him in in some some very interesting situations with runners on base, and he's passed all tests with flying colors. So I would expect mm-hmm. to see him continue to get that run. Another guy is Blake Money, and I think okay. some might be hesitant with that. But I'm not asking Blake Money to go out there and start the baseball game or throw seven right. innings. I need Blake Money to go throw two innings, and that's it. Get him to throw two. Blake, get us through the seventh and the eighth, and we'll hand it off to Christian Little or Nate Ackenhouse or somebody. In two inning spurts, he's been fantastic. It's where it gets a little hairy is, is after that. Um yeah. Another guy that that I'll mention, uh, and and this is kind of I, I I do this with a obviously Riley Cooper, but with a kind of an asterisk because it's not going to be immediate. But I want to see what Gavin Gidry turns in, yeah, turns into on this team because when they brought him in against Butler, he was incredible. The slider yeah. really turned heads. I mean, fast was up to 94. That's great. But the slider really turned heads. Insane. I mean, you're bringing your, your shortstop of the future in, and he's just breaking off filthy sliders. Yeah. Uh, he was great that night. <laughs> I thought he pitched really well yesterday, too. He just had a little trouble with command initially yeah. and walked a guy, and they, they pulled him. But they put him in there in a 4 to nothing game against the top of the order. I was going to mention Jay, that. Yep. Yeah. And Jay, Insane. after the game, said that was intentional, and yeah. it's going to happen again. So – Keep down with like a little asterisk, but I, I yep. want to see what he turns into later this year because I, I think he could be a real weapon. There's there's one guy that I, I think is getting overlooked uh, based on what he has been brought into, and, and I think he could do really well out of the pen. It, it's Sammy Dutton. He has Great been boy. brought in in two situations where, I mean, it was like bases loaded. Like, like he's been brought into some brutal situations yeah. and counted on to get him out of it, and he's done well. I, I think uh, the first time he was brought in, it was like uh, uh, there was two guys on base. 
Um, he got a ground ball. It They scored one, but he got an out, and the next guy he struck out and got out of the inning with only allowing one run. And, and so, you know, and it was two guys on the base with less than two outs. Uh, and I think the next time he came in, it was bases loaded. And, and he took care of business. Like, I, I think Sammy Dutton uh, will eventually um, get some more looks uh, w- as we work into SEC play because you're going to need more bullpen than what you have been recently. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I think he's getting a little overlooked because of when he's been brought in. It almost feels like Jay Johnson is trying to find a guy for, like, every situation. And like they have, <laughs> and they have the arms to do so. Like, uh, I mean, there's some people we didn't even mention. I mean, uh, Demui mentioned Collins, and I know he's kind of struggled this year a little bit. Um, but I mean, there's so many other guys. We even even talked about Will Helmers, who's ha- who's had a pretty good season yeah. so far too. Like, there's just so many options. And and uh, Musa, I mentioned this like a couple of podcasts ago, uh, or maybe it was last time. Like. It's insane to me. It's it still blows my mind that like you talked about money. Like we haven't really seen money a whole lot. Like not a whole lot. I think he's had like what two, three appearances. Am I wrong? Three. I believe it's. I believe yeah. it's three. So he's had three appearances. When last year that was your at the beginning of the season that was your Friday night guy, and and for <laughs> a large part of that season uh, last season, like he was your starter, and now he's a guy that comes in and gives you an inning or two, as you mentioned. Like that blows my mind how how quickly they they turned everything over. No, for sure, and and again, I mean, look, the transfer portal is a, a huge part of that, but I think where you're seeing that mostly is uh, is the is is the starting rotation, right? With schemes, with with uh, I mean, technically, Ackenhausen's a, a junior college transfer, but uh, I mean, the yeah. rest of it, you're you're kind of still looking at some guys who who've been been with the program. I mean, you you uh, Reggie mentioned Sam Dutton, and I I agree, man. I, I like Sam Dutton a lot. It's a four pitch mix. Uh, I I think they're looking to carve out a role for him as well. That's where you get into this thing with the you know the seven inning games. How much has that really hampered it when you when you have to call on a guy in the eighth inning in college station in a you know this weekend in a a six four game or whatever it may be. Uh, who do you, who do you have the faith in to do that? Uh, w- one more name that I actually left off that I, I'd like to talk about too is Griffin Herring, uh, yeah, true yeah. freshman there because I think uh, I really like what I've seen from him and. It's, and that's a guy who's probably going to be a starter at some point in his career at LSU. Another four pitch mix uh, could bring it to up to ninety three from the left side. That's going to be an interesting arm to watch. I, I kind of pegged him maybe more as a, a midweek bullpen arm to start the season and see if he could break his way into the weekend or into the weekend bullpen. He's kind of done that already a little bit early, so I'm curious to see him. I mean, there's there's so many guys like you just said. I mean, they, they, it's yeah. like they could have a guy for for every single role. So the the depth. I mean, Jay has gone into this basically just with enough weapons to go on a war path. Well, like, and I mentioned this before too, like a bunch of those guys that are in the pen, like they're guys that, that have extended their guys that in their early careers, Mm -hmm. a lot of them start. I mean, we saw Will Helmers, Garrett Edwards, when they were freshmen, like they got starts, obviously Blake money, Christian little at Vanderbilt, like Nate Ackenhausen at uh, Oklahoma, East Oklahoma state. Like, all of these guys that are in the pen, obviously Riley Cooper too, like all of these guys that are in the pen have extended. And so like, it's, it's, it's just really impressive to me, you know, the job that they've done. So I'm really looking forward to the postseason yeah. to see oh, yeah. how, how every, the rest of this, you know, this SEC play and the bullpen plays out uh, heading into postseason. 
because of the depth of the mound, this team is absolutely just – they are built for tournament yeah. play. They are 100%. built to go through tournaments. Guys, we need to uh, get to some comments. I'll make <laughs> one last remark here because there's there's lots of comments coming in about the pitching and the team. Um, we're talking about all this depth, y'all. Could y'all imagine if um, Grant Taylor, Grant Taylor and Jaden Newt <laughs> Jaden Newt and, yeah. and Grant Taylor were healthy. Appleby, golly, that's two more starters right there. I, I mean, it really, it really. Jaden Newt is, I mean, more highly touted than than you than Chase Shores was coming in, and Grant Taylor was poised to have one of you know his best year at LSU and huge prospect for for next year. So I, I mean, just I mean, really, this Jay Johnson has done an incredible job with with this staff. All right, guys, let's get some comments, Zach. Throw, I know there's a bunch in here. AD making a big statement. If we win the Natty, Dylan Cruz equals Joe Burrow. That's a big statement for us. <laughs> look, look, he – he. Oh, I just smacked my mic. He Dylan Cruz, y'all, is in the conversation of Joe Burrow, Shaq, Alex Bregman, the Ben McDonald's, Todd Walker. Like, like Dylan Cruz is legitimately in that conversation of, of LSU. Yeah, yeah, I, no, I for sure. I mean, that. he's I, the guy. He, he's one of the greatest athletes in LSU history already. Uh, it'd be great to uh, in the ring, man. I mean, that'd be that'd be fantastic, and that would all but assure I think his name in the in the rafters one day. Ryan's in here. He said these freshmen are the truth. I, I, we have to agree with that. Uh, Adrian uh, Ad said, "Clean, clean." That dude is special uh, for sure. We've talked. I haven't about seen that. the clean Kong. From yeah, uh, like Lynn it, Rollins, man. Clean Kong. I, I kind of like it. I kind of like it. Hey, Musa, I don't know. I don't know if you watch the games, but like Lynn and Blake mentioned this on his show whenever he's I was been producing. Lynn was on one this weekend, man. <laughs> yeah, man, he was in his bag. I heard. I was. He I was, was. all three this weekend, so I didn't. <laughs> uh, I didn't really hear much of him, but I, I uh, just who was watching they were texting me Lynn Rollins quotes while I was at the game. And Lynn, Lynn's <laughs> awesome. I like Lynn. I like Lynn a lot. Yeah. It was awesome, man. Uh, question for you, uh, Muso. Uh, sh- does Shores get the start tomorrow, or does Jay go for Johnny uh, Holstaff? So, so uh, trying to predict Jay Johnson starting pitching is very difficult. Um, <laughs> tell you what, I would do. I would start Chase Shores. That's that's what I, I agree. Chase Shores was warming up in the bullpen on Sunday, though, before they called before yeah, Paxton Clean hit a walk-off homer. So mm-hmm. he was going to be used on Sunday if, if they would have gone to the eighth inning. That was going to be who was going to go. <laughs> um, that's what I would do. I, I know there's going to be talk about do you use him on the weekend out of the bullpen. The crazy thing is I don't think you do until you know you absolutely need him. And I don't know if you really absolutely yeah, need I agree. him. His future is no. a starter. I'd rather him just continue to kind Did of progress and, yeah. and, and grow in a starter role. I think if I it's agree. not him – not him. It's Christian Little. I think it's one mm-hmm. of those two guys tomorrow night. Yep, I okay. agree. Uh, Doug also asks you: uh, Are you worried about the strikeouts? As big uh, been alluded to on y'all show today and steals. I think Jay has some type of analytic against steals. <laughs> so they don't need to steal. They don't need to. I mean, that's Not just really. like I think I, I somebody I did a Q and A on Moose with the box before the season, and somebody asked about that if they were gonna. You know, still, and I'll give the same answer I, I gave then. Jay Johnson, he will often reference his first year at Arizona, where they led the country in sack bunts and they played for a national title. He will then reference his final year at Arizona, where they were one of the best slugging teams in school history, and they went to Omaha. He's going to build the lineup 
around its strengths. LSU's strength is not stealing bases. LSU's mm -hmm. strength is hitting home runs. And that also ties into the strikeouts. <clears throat> LSU to strike out 16 times in a game. Going to do that often, yeah. They will strike out because that's how they play. They play to deliver the knockout punch every single time. They are going for the sixth spot every time. That's just this lineup, and you're going to have Jared Jones with 20 strikeouts right now, but he's yeah. also leading your team in home runs and his second in RBI. It's just yeah. kind of modern day baseball. It's not always appealing to watch, but yeah, I mean, look, you can look up see. Nine strikeouts in the game for them, but they also got 11 runs on 10 hits. And you just, yeah. it doesn't matter at that point, right? So it's what you want to avoid is the, the strikeouts that come with the bases loaded. Those yeah. are bad. Those concern yeah. me, but you haven't seen many of those as of late. You will see them again when the competition revs up, but it's balancing it out. There's going to be swing and miss in the lineup, but I wouldn't say I'm concerned about it, at least not yet. Do you think that maybe in conference play when runs uh, are a little bit more scarce, do you think he plays a little bit more small ball, or do you think he that Jay's going to stick to his guns? I think it'll all be situational. I mean, I, I yeah. think like, you look at the Texas game, right? I mean, they're they're in a scoreless tie in the eighth, and he's trying to bunt Ben Depol. So, I mean, I, I think it's yep. I think it's situational. He's going to do yep. whatever it takes to win the baseball game. That is. Mm -hmm. That's the only thing that man cares about is winning the baseball. It's it's absurd. He's kind of a maniac, but he he wants <laughs> to just win the baseball game. And yep. I mean, that's I think that's, that's why obviously everybody. Yeah, that's why everybody adores him so much here uh, early on in his tenure, and, and probably will throughout. But you could see it change. I just I look. I'm serious. I with this lineup, I don't think you're going to see too many SEC teams hold LSU to two three runs. Like I just I I don't. I mean. Yep. You didn't see that last year very often. So, right. I mean, it, it's going to be tough. Uh, there's some, don't get me wrong. They're not going to go like run rule Arkansas, right? That's not what I'm saying. But, I mean, could LSU put up six, seven runs in those games? Yeah. 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 Uh, let's see what else we got. Tristan uh, Mui, obviously, in here. He said embarrassment of riches with uh, the pitching staff, which obviously uh, we can agree. Uh, <laughs> AD said hotter than a fire ant on a fever poster. That definitely sounds one. like a Lynn Rollins. The that one is, that, that got me. Okay, here's the one that got me though. Like I'm down with them. Like I'm down with it. Like like it, it, it's something different uh, that Lynn Rollins brings. There was one though that I was like, okay, I'm not. I'm not with it. There. Well, there was two. Um, one of them was he called the color of the sky the color of a varicose vein. Uh, I was like, okay. Uh, and then another one was when he said, man, he just sent a stream of milk into the outfield. And I'm like, yeah, all right. All right. <laughs> I was I like, like uh, okay. Hotter than a Rolex and a pawn shop. That's a good yeah. one. That's, yeah. a, that was that's a good one. one. That's a good one. That's yeah. a good one. The jelly bean one, uh, Tommy White wrestling the grizzly bear with a jelly bean. That was, that was my favorite of the weekend. Yeah. That was, that was good stuff. Uh, let's see uh, what else we got. Armstrong uh, said players were saying that Newt had the nastiest stuff on the staff prior to injury. That's scary oh. to think about. Yeah, he's filthy. I mean, that that guy is – he's he would have been another one that could have potentially broken into the starting rotation as a freshman if he was healthy. He's just yeah. – and he will. I mean, eventually in his career at LSU, he's going to be a weekend. He's just yeah. – he, he shouldn't be in college. No doubt. 
Doug also said Morgan hit that one higher than a Chinese balloon. <laughs> did Lynn Rollins say that? Yes. He did. That's fantastic. Wow. I, I missed that one. I, that one. I must have been at the game. I missed that one. I didn't text you about that one? That was hilarious. I know, and I wish they would have. Or maybe they did and I forgot. I need to go back and look. Good stuff. Reagan, uh, we want to transition here to kind of a – I guess review of the entire uh, non-conference slate, and then also just kind of a, a look ahead a little bit to uh, yeah. the midweek game tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, guys, I think the the non-conference has. Uh, there's not much more to say than what we saw this weekend. Uh, it's been what we've seen uh, all, all year so far. Uh, is dominant pitching, great hitting. I mean, there's been times when they slumped a little bit, but uh, I mean, they're they're hotter than they have been all year long. Uh, in terms of hitting, and uh, you got U and O tomorrow night to 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 finish off the the non conference uh, before we head into um, before we head into SEC play. Um, so U and O is obviously coming in off some controversy as well with the umpire's call. Oh, uh, thankfully, that umpire has been suspended uh, by the great. Southland Conference. I mean, God, I mean, just awful. But guys, U and O. The next game, I think it was the very next game after that, put up 35 runs. 35 <laughs> runs. So, uh, Mississippi <laughs> Valley State. I think it was okay. Mississippi Valley State. Okay. So, uh, I'm not saying we're going to lose to them, but they can put up runs. And, and I think it's a good, you know, final test before you go you go off to College Station. Uh, um, Musa, what's your thoughts on, on tomorrow night's game? Yeah, no, I, I think, I mean, they look, uh, first of all, we love Blake Dean, big Blake Dean fan. I think he's a really Absolutely. good coach. Not not surprisingly, but I, I think guys got a really good future in, in coaching college baseball. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they can hit the ball. I mean, that's that. Yeah, Mississippi Valley State, they're not very good. I don't care. They put up five touchdowns. Like, that's, yeah, that's insane. That's, that means something. Like, that's, that's, that's pretty good. Is that going to skew your numbers a little bit? Yeah. But, oh, well, LSU has 26 run games, skewing their numbers a little bit. So they can swing it. They got a lot of guys back from a team last year that beat LSU. LSU played them twice. They beat them at home, lost on the road. Uh, And there's about five guys, I think, who started in those games back in the lineup. So it's familiar uh, there. The issue is they're replacing a lot on the mound, and they just haven't been very good there. Their team ERA is close to six. Uh, Mm. So LSU should have plenty of opportunity to uh, to take out some frustration on UNO, but one thing they do is they field the ball really well. So they hit and they field. The pitching's just been kind of iffy for them. Uh, just as an aside, it doesn't really matter for this game, uh, but this kicks off – I was looking at their schedule earlier. This kicks off a hell of a stretch. So they're going to be at LSU Tuesday. Then they're going to Texas for three this weekend. Wow. Then they're going to play Southern Miss, and then they open up conference play with Lamar. So oh, Look at Blake Dean. I mean, I don't really know who made Blake Dean's schedule or why they got to him. But, yeah, just as an aside, I found that interesting. I, I sent it to a buddy of mine. I was like, what on earth are they about to get into this week? So, uh, good luck uh, I, you know, in every game except tomorrow night. For sure. That's insane. Absolutely. Wow. I was like, good Lord. <laughs> All right, guys. Poor Nola. Uh, Musso, hey, man, we appreciate you coming on and, and, and chopping it up with us about LSU baseball. It's been really great having you on here on the 100th episode here in the Tigers Avenue. Uh, all your input has been great, man. Uh, I mean, where can people find you at? 
Oh, uh, yeah. So uh, thanks, man. I appreciate that. Uh, you follow me on Twitter at Musa Matthew. I'm very active on Twitter. I, I love Twitter. I think it's a great place. Um, Get all the updates course, Mo- on, on the game yeah, updates uh, from that Twitter. Musa, Musa at the box. Daily daily. LSU baseball podcast wherever you get your podcast apple spotify google get subscribed man share it out we love it uh it's, i have a lot of fun with it every single day and we'll get you a uno preview tomorrow and then uh i'm always uh i'm always on the board on the scona show in the afternoon as well from three to six on, on 104.5 espn baton rouge so i'm a lot of different places i'm not hard to find good deal I look forward to my drives uh from work back to the house because i know that your your podcast has uploaded so I'm like, Thank I got, you, man. I I got my, I got my, yeah, man, I, I always enjoy it. It's always good. Appreciate you having on, uh, coming on here. Uh, Musso taking some time out of your day to, to do this with us. We really appreciate it, man. You have a good one. For sure, guys. Anytime y'all too. All right, man. Great guy to have on the show here. Musso with, with a great, a lot of great knowledge and obviously close to, uh, the program there in Baton Rouge, uh, affiliated with, with ESPN one Oh four five. I uh, really appreciate him coming in and, and doing that. And so, guys, we need to hit a quick break real quick, and then we'll come back and we'll talk a little bit about the women's NCAA tournament uh, as they look forward to kicking that off here soon against Hawaii. So we'll be right back after this to discuss that. Five-star hero, your intro and outro music for the Tigers Avenue show. They ain't ready for that LSU. Go check out all of his other music on all the major platforms. Don't forget to follow him on Instagram at Saints Anthem and at Twitter at One Nation Doty. Don't forget to check out his Facebook page for all his Saints and LSU merchandise. Can't get any better than Sarah Klein Stevens, attorney at law. Her firm focuses on the needs of the elderly and maintaining their dignity throughout the process. Here for you, here for your family. Sarah Klein Stevens, attorney at law. Right back at it here in the Tigers Avenue. Chris Demui, great stuff, fellas. Congrats on the 100th episode. Hey, we appreciate it, Demui. Uh, hey, Demui's great, guys. Uh, uh, 60 feet, 6-inch pod. Y'all need to go check out his stuff. It's great. Uh, um, he always does a fantastic job uh, when he comes on our show, breaking down uh, pitching and whatnot for us because, you know, we don't know near as much as Demui does. So, we always love having him on. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Shout out to Demui. Okay, Zach. So, women's uh, NCAA tournament is is going to kick off. Uh, uh, not very long. Is it the thirteenth? Am I correct? No, it's no, no. This Friday. Today, this Friday. Excuse me. Today's the thirteenth. Um, yeah. Four thirty against Hawaii. The the Rainbow Warriors. So, um, Zach. Honestly, so here's the deal. Do I think that LSU should have been a three seed? No. Yeah. I don't think they should have been a three seed. I but I, I I actually I actually think it was a great draw. I mean an incredible I agree. Uh, you you are clearly the highest of the three seeds because of where you've been placed. And I think we can beat every person in our bracket. So let me ask you this, for you LSU fans, would you rather have been in the bracket <coughs> with South Carolina, Stanford, Iowa, or Indiana? My answer is Indiana, and that's yeah. the bracket that you got. And that really could have only happened if you were 
a three seed. Like mm-hmm. if you're a two seed, you don't get there. No, you don't get that bracket. As the top three seed, you get to go to that bracket. You know, with Indiana, because Indiana's probably your last. Um, Indiana's probably. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think about Virginia Tech, Stanford, and uh, obviously South Carolina, and then Stanford would be kind of your top two there. <laughs> if I had to guess, Indiana would be your like fourth of the top seeds. Yeah, and then the two seed in your bracket is Utah. I I really like the draw that the girls got. You, you're hosting two games, uh, re- guys. Uh, it's not a bad draw at all, and, and I think we're we're gonna buckle in for a deep run because yeah. I, I I think it's a great draw, Zach. I, I mean, what? How do you think it goes Friday with with uh, I guess specifically the Hawaii game? Well, first off, pack the PMAC, like pack it. This we, we, we've already broke the record. Um, this this twice. year twice. Let's break it again. Let's make it a third time and and break it. Like I fully expect the PMAC to be absolutely jumping. I fully expect our guys, the Balcony Bengals, to be there and just wreaking havoc on the Hawaii <laughs> players and the refs. Fully expect it. I, I can't wait to see it. Can't wait to watch it. Um, man, I'm really looking forward to it this Friday. Uh, so they play this Friday. At 4.30 p.m. early, uh, so as soon as I get off work, I'm driving straight to uh, the house to watch the game. Uh, I, I fully expect LSU to to dominate in this game. Um, you know, Hawaii is a good team, but they are not the caliber. I would say they're very similar to, you know, a caliber team that – uh, you know, is kind of lower in the SEC. Uh, you know, teams. I'm trying to think of teams like, gosh, what are some teams in the SEC that are kind of lower? I mean, you know, maybe like Kentucky. Kentucky, yeah, maybe Vanderbilt or some or something like that. Uh, maybe not as bad as Vanderbilt. You know, maybe maybe somebody. I would say they're a lesser like Mississippi State, if that's a good comp. Um, but I, I fully expect LSU. Um, to play well, you know, it was disappointing in the SEC tournament to see them completely dominate Tennessee, and then they allow uh, in the third quarter the game to slip away, and in the fourth quarter uh, they allow the comeback, and unfortunately yeah. at the end they have the result that they did. Um, you cannot do that in March Madness. Uh, you can't do that. Um, so when you get ahead of teams, keep the foot on the gas, especially in these first two games. Uh, in these first two games, that's where you could have a Tennessee-type ball game where you get ahead on a team, and then if you're if you're not cautious enough, you know, I mean, they're a tournament team for a reason, right? Um, yeah. If you're not cautious enough, you know, they could c- creep back up on you. You know, we don't want to see that happen again like we did in the SEC semifinal. So do what you're supposed to do. Dominate the teams physically. Run, you know, run fast like you do with the guards. And if when you begin to dominate the game, keep the foot on the gas. Do not let up. Um, I, that's what I would like to see in these first two games. That's what I expect to see in these first two games. Uh, and I'm I'm just really pumped to, to watch it. Yeah, and and you know, I, I gotta agree. I, I think they kind of take care of business on, on Friday against Hawaii. But look, 
the very next game could be a, a, a challenging one. You could be looking at, at facing the sixth seed in Michigan. Now, the good thing is, the good news is, you get to host again. Um, yeah. And I'm just saying, we, we they may be packing it out this Friday, but if sixth seed Michigan is playing on our court, you know, for the second round, like that's when you really need to bring it. I mean, you're sure. you're talking Power Five. Uh, uh, talent, you know, six seed coming out of the Big Ten. Um, they're going to be more talented. Way, I, I would say, way more talented. No, no disrespect, but far more superior opponent than what Hawaii, Hawaii will oppose will, will poise uh, um, this Friday. The Big Ten is really, really freaking good in women's college. Yeah, they're 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 very good. Uh, in women's college basketball, I mean, you talk about teams like Iowa, uh, Indiana, who who is Ohio the number State. one seed here, Ohio State. So yes, uh, Michigan's going to be a tough opponent. So you got to come ready to play uh, if you take care of business Friday against the Rainbow Warriors. Um, Zach, I, I really just want. I know that that Angel Reese is going to do her thing, right? Like it's almost a given at this point. We need someone else to step up than the normal few. We, yeah. We've been seeing Lex Luther. We've been seeing Angel. We've been seeing uh, uh, Flage. Um, I, I want to see like Ladasia Williams take over the game. We've yeah. seen that like I think once or twice out of her. I, I mean, her physical presence I think can be overwhelming just because she's more physical than Angel is. You know, if if which. Look, look, I ain't. I'm not gonna sit here and act like I'm Kim Mulkey or anything, um, because Kim Mulkey is on another level. But if I'm Kim Mulkey, I'm putting her on the most physical presence on the opposing team because Ladasia Williams is that for LSU. Um, you know, <coughs> I think there was one game she put up like eight points, nine rebounds, but like her impact was far better than eight points, nine rebounds. I, I mean, yeah. she. She was blocking shots. She was playing dominant defense, um, making plays that that don't don't hit the stats. So I really want to see a girl like Ladasia take over, or maybe Jasmine Carson, who can uh, shoot. We know can shoot the saying. lights out. You she's know, she's had, she's had some games where she's taken over. Yeah, I, I'm trying to think. I think it was the the Florida game where she put up 25 points yeah. alongside Angel Reese. That that's going to be crucial. It's going to be crucial. Uh, in the NCAA tournament, girls like like Ladasia and and Jasmine. So I'm really looking forward to this. I, I think they're going to make a deep run, Zach, and it's going to be really exciting. It's going to yeah, be really I'm exciting. I'm very much looking forward to it. Um, and you know, you may I think like in a game versus Michigan, you know that that that's going to be really important. You're going to like in a game versus Michigan is when you're going to need another player outside of the main suspects to step up and, and do something big and and play more than and give put forth more uh of an effort put forth more um i guess just stats than they typically do so and we've seen that from both of those uh players ladasia and jasmine in in certain games uh they need to do it here in the postseason as well yeah absolutely it's been a special season it's been really fun to watch you've only lost two games one of those being it within an sec uh tournament uh, you you only lost one game in the regular season. I mean, there's there's been dominant performance after dominant performance. Man, let's cap it off with a with a great run here in the NCAA tournament and and 
and push for a Final Four spot. I mean, how fun would that be year two to see Kim Mulkey make it to the Final Four? I mean, this is what was expected, yeah. and here we are year two seeing it. Really excited about uh, this this NCAA tournament and for the future of women's LSU basketball. Uh, so, guys, we'll hit one more quick break, and then we'll come right back after that to wrap it up. Um, uh, so, yeah, we'll do that right after this. Make sure you go follow us on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook, all at Tigers Avenue for daily updates on the show and all things LSU sports. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to click off and hit that subscribe button at Tigers Avenue. We broadcast all of our shows live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. All right, guys, right back here to wrap it up here in the Tigers Avenue. Guys, it's been 100 shows of a whole lot of fun, a whole lot of LSU sports, a whole lot of making friends and acquaintances here. We really appreciate all the continued support. It's been an absolute blast. We really have enjoyed doing this. It's been something that's really special. It's something that really we – Thought of one night just sitting around the house. You know, we we love talking LSU sports. Why don't we just why don't we do it with some other folks and let them join in? Um, so it, it's come a long way since that point, and we really appreciate all the support. So here's to a hundred more episodes following this hundredth episode. And again, I, I I cannot say this enough. This is not about us, guys. It's not about us. It's it's not about LSU sports. It's not about Tigers Avenue. Um, we hope we're making lasting relationships with you guys, so we can show you the light of Christ within our life. All glory to to God uh, in everything that we do. Um, this is for Him, and this is for His glory. Um, this is not for our own self promotion. This is not for our own fame. This is a hobby and a mutual interest that me and Zach have, and we hope to use it to be impactful uh, into you guys' lives. So uh, we really appreciate all of you guys uh, being continued uh, supporters to the show. It's been really great. Um, so big weekend, uh, a week and weekend in LSU sports. Obviously, you're kicking off SEC play this weekend uh, with college baseball. Uh, you, you play UNO to cap off uh, the non-conference schedule, and they will kick it off Friday, NCAA Women's Basketball Tournament for an exciting run with Kim Mulkey and the Year 2 Lady Tigers. It's going to be really exciting, and we'll, we'll be covering it here in the Tigers Avenue for the 101st episode this coming Friday. We'll see you then. Five Star Hills, take us out. Peace.